Welcome to Bonus Stage, a chill video game podcast with two chill friends. I'm Emily Cardamus. And I'm Kev Bobbitt. Let's save the game. That's where the intro music was. It's well, yeah. <laughs> intro music has happened um, now. It has. So it was really good. Is, I really liked it. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. Uh, we have guests for the first time on this show. Hello. So I guess let's introduce <laughs> our guests. We have Kevin Cole and Hadley Sinclair. Hi. Hey. Welcome, guys. Uh, well, thanks thank for you. having us. Yeah, thank so, you so much for for coming on. Yeah, I <laughs> I've been bugging Kevin to be on my shows for a while now. Uh, I mean, I am so excited to finally be able to be on one. <laughs> so this is going to be real fun. This is this is like years in the making at this point. <laughs> You're fulfilling a prophecy, basically, at this point, and now the like dark forces will be unleashed or something. Sick. I feel like. But like now, all the like, buildup this has had. Now, like Kevin and Hans are on a cool show that I want to be on. So, like, <laughs> at some point, make that happen. The pact has been sealed. <laughs> uh, but let's we can talk about that later. Let's talk about you guys. So, who are you guys? What do you do? And then we're gonna get into your game that we're talking about this week. Cool. Um, Hallie, do you want do you want to start or should I? Feel I? like you should start because you're like. You're like the boss man of Super Trump. Not, I mean, I'm not very good. I'm not very good at being the bot. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll, 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 <laughs> yes, I am. I am the boss. Uh, I, I am what passes for a boss at uh, Super Try. So Super Try uh, is a video game company that I am the person who is the center of. Um, uh, my name is Kevin Cole. I like video games. Um, I, I like to make games about um, things I want to learn about. Um, I like to make games about uh, feelings that I don't entirely understand. But uh, And I like to um, make podcasts and stuff. And uh, Hack is a video game that I made uh, with one of my very good friends, Hadley St. Clair. Hi. Uh, I, my name is Hadley St. Clair, as Kevin just said. And I wrote Hack, the whole thing. The entire words. I wrote all of those. Uh, I am, all five letters. Uh, <laughs> I'm a writer <laughs> and editor, and uh, I love video games. And then Kevin was like, hey, do you want to make one? And I was like, boy, howdy, I would love to. And then two years later, it was done. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> well, two years for me, like four years for Kevin. No, but well, two, uh, you, so, yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Some some vague period of two to four years. Yes. Yeah. A, a a time happened and neither of us remember it. Time, time is weird and doesn't exist. So like Man, you know, I wish. It's all fair. <laughs> um yeah, well thank well first off, thank you so much for 
like, coming on and sharing this time with us, but also, like, thank you for making a very cool game. Aww. Because it's a very cool uh, I've game. Been, yeah, I've been spending this week uh, uh, playing it, and it's been, I mean, it's exceedingly my, my jam, like, being in that retro style, so that was already like, oh, no, I'm in love. Um <laughs> But yeah, so for people who might not be uh, might not be familiar with your game Hack, give us like a uh, whoever which whatever of you wants to do it or both of you uh, like a brief sort of pitch of what the game is, both in storyline and mechanics. All right, Hadley is like way better at pitching Hack I was than I am. Just gonna say, do you want me to give them like? Oh, thank God! <laughs> give yes, me give please. me the Kickstarter pitch. Give, the Kickstarter we're on Shark Tank okay. right now. Let's, let's All right, do yeah. it. Uh, Hack is a vintage-inspired, uh, old-school roguelike. Um, it's very pixely, it's very gritty, and it's very glitchy. And it's a game where the game itself is trying to outpace you and outsmart you. Um, it's very much based on kind of the sense of creeping dread in, like... If you've ever seen, like, old glitchy game files where they look, like, really screwed up and there's just something slightly off-putting about them... We tried to capture that mood and put it into a roguelike, and that's hack. It's also cute, and you can pet your pet, which is really important. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, pee to pet your pet. <laughs> I didn't know that I could pet my pet. <laughs> you, you, you do a little spin and uh, and a pose, and then a bunch of hearts show up. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we have to cancel this recording. I have to, <laughs> something I have to do. <laughs> That was, a, that was a very late implementation that I did, and it really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is probably the most important uh, video game functionality that has ever existed. Yeah, I saw, so, I saw. I think it was um, uh, the, the the person who makes Awkward Zombie, the webcomic, uh, they're like, if you're making a video game where there are dogs and you can't pet the dogs, you're doing the game wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you're right. And you were like, I have... So there... I don't know how to start this off because I have a lot of I have a lot of like questions, but I feel like my questions are very nitty gritty. <laughs> so, uh, Kev, if you want to, if you have more general questions to start with, that might be a good way to start. Sure. So, one of my questions already did get answered. Um, on, uh, one question, one question I really did have is: Did you see this game going in a different direction, or was hack always hack? Like, was this like the general direction you wanted to go with, or was this like? Some shit we were just like, this other thing didn't work. Let's just try something else completely. Um so uh when when I um when I started this game, it was just gonna be me. Um and I, I was like trying to be mostly self sufficient. Um I I worked on uh one big game that I kickstarted before hack, and that was called Project Maiden. And Project Maiden, I had never made a game before that game um like at all but i still successful i still like got kickstarter money to make it so like it was it was kind of like um a crash course in game development and uh by the end i'd had to like compromise so much of my vision uh including the story of of that game that i was just a little i was i was proud that i finished it but i was a little bit heartbroken at like you know uh, the story of the game that meant so much to me never really ended up uh, panning out uh so going into hack i was like i really don't want to do this to the game story again if i'm going to be doing so much of it i'd love to have uh you know i'd love to have someone who knows what they're doing like just 
nail it. And uh, luckily, I've been friends with Hadley since uh, high school. And uh, I asked Hadley to uh, come on and write the game. And I kind of gave them a narrow, like, this is what the game might be, but you know better, <laughs> like, pitch. And uh, yeah, Hadley started working on the game about then. So that was the big turning point. Big turning point was actually putting Hadley onto the project. I had a little bit of the, the like, alpha of it um and like it was a it was a game that was like technically playable but it didn't have a story it just had kind of some nebulous ideas and it had i mean Hmm. when you showed me the alpha it had uh it already had that kind of old school feel but i don't think the Hmm. glitchiness came in until later right yeah we had this idea that it was like a found computer like you you go up into your like grandparents attic or something and you find a computer with a floppy disk that says hack on it, and you load it up, and this is what you're playing. Yeah, it started as a creepypasta, almost. And then... Yeah, this, pretty much. This sounds like, and I wish I could think of the, the name of the game. Um, God, it's it's like a, it's like a, I don't want to say it's a horror game. Um, Are you thinking of My Uncle Works at Nintendo? No. Okay, because uh, that is also like a weird text adventure that gets like glitchy. I don't know if that was the... That, no, that, was, that like inspired that me on some level. Okay, yeah, because, like, the way that the distortion, like, definitely gave me that, like, when when you mentioned that thing about creeping dread, Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, because the minute that's the, like, glitchiness started happening, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool, I love this, but also hate this. Stories untold. (laughs) In in a good way. (laughs) I think the story's untold. Oh, hmm, I'm not familiar with that, so. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've played most of that. Yeah, it, it maybe like the beginning of Stories Untold is you you like walk into this you're sitting in this room oh, at a computer yeah. and like you're playing this like DOS text adventure thing, but it ends up being like a horror story thing. Oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. That's the one where like there's actually like a computer like simulated in front of you. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a bunch of different stories. Yeah, that looked awesome. Yeah. No, that game's fantastic, but like the way you just explained that made me think of Stories Untold for some reason. Yeah. So I'm curious, what so if if the if that old school aesthetic was already there, what made you really want to go that direction of kind of that sort of weird, glitchy, unsettling route? Um, um okay. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you, no, you go first because I have a specific thing in mind. And I don't. It's maybe not what you had, but um, I, I, I it mostly started with like a little bit of um a uh. Uh, an, 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 an insecurity like uh i decided i wanted um there to be a very small amount of pixels on screen like relatively um and i wanted it i wanted all the sprites to be very small and chunky uh because uh my first game had these enormous sprites that took me forever to make and uh <laughs> <laughs> i was like the, the i need to make this as small as possible and uh, hack actually started as a font and the fonts limitate. It was in like a pixel font maker, and the fonts limitations were like twelve by twelve. So mm-hmm. ev- everything in Hack is uh, well, most things in Hack are twelve by twelve, except when I break that. Um, and uh, I, I I thought it looked a little boring when I was getting around to the Kickstarter pitch. Um, so I was like, well, I I was watching um, Satchel Drake's stream Sonic, and he was doing it with an emulator and he had all these like awesome CRT filters on it. And I'm like, that looks fun. I could do something like that. Yeah, he's great. Uh, And 
so to make it a little spicier for the Kickstarter, because you gotta look real, you gotta look real sexy for the Kickstarter. You can't just have raw, chunky pixels. I threw, I, I, I made that, um, I made those filters in the game, and I, and I uh, sort of noticed how that started to make a bit of a story. And I'm like, hey, maybe I can flesh that out later. <laughs> so that was my, that, that was my journey with, uh, um, with, with like the glitchy, um, like computer meta narrative thing yeah well you had some of that and then i was like in this in the script i would be like hey can we do and that i would then just have a paragraph of like a totally impossible glitch effect yeah we'd, we'd meet in the middle <laughs> but the, i the entirety of it for me was like i was really i was really into horror fiction at the time and i had just played pony island <laughs> oh, so wow. I was like, okay sure hell yeah i want to make this like a weird meta horror narrative and and my like greatest uh, most favorite genre of fiction is um, cute uh, cute characters in dire scenarios. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I love that. That that kind of that kind of became a, a, a uniting idea in the hack story. Yeah, and that actually kind of rolls into the other the other big thought the question that I had, which was, you know, you could have just easily gone like kind of a weird horror you know, glitchy route mm. without having that meta element in it. Mm. So what made you really want to emphasize that? Because obviously like you play, like there's wordplay with it. It happens in the game itself. Like the glitches become literally parts of the environment. Um, so what made you want to sort of take the next step beyond just tone and actually make it like a, like a, like a part of the game? Maybe. I think, um, you, I well, sorry. how far have you gotten in the game is my question. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think I only, again, I'm bad at games. So I only got to like level six. Uh-huh. So. Okay. So a, a thing happens on level nine. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just, just a thing that's in no way interesting or related to the plot. But, uh. Sure. It was, we can, it we was can my throw prerogative, some... really. We could probably throw out some spoilers, like, towards the end of the cast. But... Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we can put yeah. A, yeah. a warning on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, I, I think um, I think one of the reasons why I, I'm, I like it, um, sort of, uh, an old computer instead of a new one is because the past is scary. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it also just kind of puts you into that magic circle, like you're kind of role-playing yourself without really yeah. knowing it. Like you, you accept that. Okay, I have a beautiful, you know, uh, LCD screen uh, from Newegg in front of me. But when I look at this game, I'm like, yes, this is definitely an old computer. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's something inherently just like creepy about like really old school games. Um, it is like 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 you can like a lot of really old looking games just look really creepy now when you really look at them, and it's I don't yeah. know why, but I think I think it's just. You can make that tone very easily because of the limitations. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it, it it's almost like seeing like um, the the American Pokemon um, like art in the Game Boy game, and then looking mm-hmm. at like Ken Sugimori's art, and being like, "Where did what, what what were they seeing? Like, were we seeing two different things?" But even if, if you if you look at like like another like a great example of like a horror game that's done in a very old style that looks like it would fit on one of these old monitors. Like the game Faith, the game's terrifying. That game looks awful mm. because it's made to have that limitation. 
but it's like one of the scariest fucking games I've ever played and I've ever watched somebody else play. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Uh, Faith. Okay, I gotta I gotta check that out because that sounds check very. I wanna, I'm just gonna plug somebody else's YouTube channel right now. If you check out Scary Game Squad, they played the whole thing in okay. like one episode. It's this like it's it's so it's it's creepy and it builds up that 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 like some fucked up shit's gonna happen kind of vibe to the throughout the whole thing. And it it feeds off the fact that like the game doesn't look great, but it can still give you that feeling that this is off Sweet. kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my whole jam. Which is a, it's a thing I shot for in hack. I don't know if it landed, but that's kind of it what did. I'm it definitely did. Yeah, it absolutely did. And I mean, obviously, like uh, like my script was only so much of it because a lot of it's just like uh, like Kevin did some really brilliant stuff with the environment uh, and the sound effects where. You'll just like walk into a space and just feel creeped out for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like your character's just alone on the screen, and you're like, mm, "Am I about to get ambushed and murdered? Probably." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, character name has a bad feeling about this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> often comes. Yeah, up that definitely. The... But I mean, I I think even in the writing, like I think I can't remember exactly when certain bits of narration pop up, but it was very early on where I was just like. Hmm, I don't trust this narrator. <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong here. Um, so that tone definitely comes across in, in the writing as well. But yeah, I actually do have a question about the the sound design of the game mm. because um, I thought it was very interesting that like right off the bat, it's it's very like fully instrumental. Mm. Um, like it's like this very nice, full, rich guitar, which is kind of atypical for that for that style of game you know you're thinking of more of like a more crunchy 8-bit sound um what made you want to go that direction with the music so that was initially that was inspired a lot by uh dwarf fortress which also does um a very it's a roguelike that does a very uh has a very acoustic soundtrack um and i was sort of blown away by that uh it only has like one or two tracks in it um but they're like 20 minutes long or, or something like that mm. it's really hard to hear the loop because the game is so mesmerizing mm-hmm. and before i really had an idea of what hack was going to be i um i talked to uh my musician joe Keneally, and he's a big uh folk guitar um uh, player and uh folk singer kind of guy and i was like do you think you could like do sort of a very long like 15 to 20 minute uh improvisation that's sort of uh warm but kind of hints at something sinister and he's like yeah absolutely and then he banged that out (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah he's joe joe is like really awesome to work with because he has I Hadley also shares this trait, which is just sort of infinite patience for like me kind of vacillating on direction and not really knowing what the right thing is. Like, I I just don't have the vocab sometimes. Sure. I I was actually going to ask, how how was that uh, creative process like between, you know, sort of the game development and the graphics development and like all of those decisions with the, with the writing did how, how often did those things sort of, flop back and forth and inform each other or just like kind of if you could like kind of describe how that creative process worked out for you guys um so i kept a i kept the script on one shared google doc um or the second script the first script was a nightmare that 
deserves to be forgotten. But the, uh, the final script was oh, no. on its own document where we would comment. And I essentially it went like this. I would ask for the moon in a scene. Kevin would say, I can give you this much moon. And I would say, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> this is the exact amount of moon that you can have. <laughs> work, work within those limitations. Yeah, it was. Uh, we would meet um, a pretty much about once a week when we were like really into the development. Um, mm-hmm. it was a lot of, before we went into like crunch time. It was. Um, it was about we'd meet like twice a month, and then it was every week, like when or sometimes twice a week when we were like really like towards the end of hacks development and uh like hadley would like uh but once hadley like mostly finished the script i would send them um or i would i would have them over to like see how the script looks in the game and then everything would change yeah that was that was a whole thing because like once i would i would see a line in the in-game font and like how it looked in the little text bubble and i'd go "Mm, that's way too long and that's mm. interesting. Stop it. But and, and oh, sorry. And me being like the developer guy, I'd be like, "It's fine, ship it. It's good." <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, a speci- like a uh, ugh, God, I forgot how to speak for a second. Um, a significant amount of dev, I think, happened actually on car rides. Um, yes. We would see each other once a week anyway uh, on our way back and forth from a Space Kings game that we've been doing for six, seven years. Six or seven years, yeah. Yeah, so we would see each other like every week anyway. And in car rides, we would usually just talk nothing but work. Yeah. So. <laughs> sure. It's, it, we're, like, our lives are awesome as shit, but we are, like, super involved in our work like we like space kings is a fun thing we do every week but it's also like a game we're currently like developing and hope to release soon that we've been working on for like six or seven years we will talk very heavily about space kings at the end of this (laughs) awesome awesome uh so that kind of leads into a question that i have um with the development of this game where did you think it would get the response it had from people who have like people you showed the game to before release and then after the release? Like, do you because th- because I when this game was was coming, it was talked about a good bit. Like, I guess between because we follow kind of like the same kind of people, mm-hmm. and a lot of people we knew were talking about it, and I. I, for some reason, had seen it and never, like, looked into it, and then I really looked into it, and I was like, yeah, I'm all about this. Like, I, I need this. Uh, but what was the response from, like, the outside group, you know, compared to, like, your inside friend um, group? It, what, for, for me, it was, uh, well, for me, Hack is the most, like, successful thing I have ever made. Like, it is uh, the, the best work it is some of the best work I think I've ever done. Uh, and to see people react warmly to that once they played it. And that was kind of the trick was like tricking people into playing it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that's still kind of, that's still kind of the grind, but like uh, the warm response I got from people and I got, I got very warm responses from friends who played my first game and were like, you tried. And <laughs> That sounds like a satchel, like a satchel, a <laughs> satchel 
Sach, Conversation Sach, you tried. Satch was actually like super warm on my first game. Like, why? No, it's bad. It's bad. Don't don't play. Like, it's not not to like shit on my very first game, but like it's like um it's like your first it's like your first album. You know, it's like right. uh, I I can see how much I've changed since then. But like uh, yeah, the reaction from people who played the game was incredibly warm. Um, people seemed like to super appreciate the small details of the game which was really what i had wanted in in like in like my heart of hearts was to just hear people be like wow this font is very readable and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but you know it's been kind of a struggle um staying relevant and keeping people interested and keeping up the energy to like show this game to people because there are so many goddamn video games right now it's hard to stand out well and it's i you know and piggybacking off of you know the response people had when this game came out not long after like you can find let's plays this game on youtube people like let's playing this Hmm. yeah uh hadley actually watches most of the uh twitch and let's play stuff for me because i'm such a fucking baby (laughs) i completely understand that one (laughs) yeah i would i would try to send him like really positive reviews i'd be like this person is really enjoying playing our game that we made and he would be like cool i'm not gonna watch this (laughs) i feel so bad because they're always so nice even when they come into uh, when they like came into glitches in the first like uh, pressing the the letter T would make the game crash the first week it was out. Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and like, almost no one found that glitch except for one person who was God. streaming it. And that mm, oh, that leads into another question I actually have written on here. <laughs> oh man, uh, which was I, I do I do oh sorry I do no. really briefly before you move to that question I do want to ask um Hadley, how if you watched a lot of the like streams of people and like the let's plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that experience to watch someone play the thing that you, like, wrote, uh, basically? It was either amazing or horrible. So, like, because <laughs> it was either, like, uh, it was either people who were really there for that kind of thing, who were uh, interested in how creepy can this game get, or, like, they were kind of digging for lore, or, like, so, some people I saw streaming it were, like, decidedly new to roguelikes. Which was cool. Mm. So they were paying a lot of attention to whatever the old man was saying or whatever the bosses were saying because they weren't like, okay, I just want to get to the next thing. And then there were the people who were like professional roguelike streamers. Like and, the Northern Lion and all that shit like that. Like, yeah. And so I would want to die because I'd be watching and they'd be like, next, next, next through all the dialogue without even uh, reading it. And I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, but no, I'm not to like uh, hate on them though because you could just mute the characters and hack would still yeah. stand up, you know? It's still sure, a fun sure. game with fun mechanics, so... But it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't sometimes mean... Sometimes it's for me to then, as a writer, watch people just be like... God, hey, all, all, of this, all of this leads into this, like, two questions I have written on here, and it's so good. I, I, would, I would like to disagree with Hadley, though. I don't think you can just take the narrative out of hack. I think it just doesn't mean anything, and the... the like on its own like you could probably extract some meaning from the mechanics but mm-hmm. it just seems kind of soulless without like the the characters and like the moments we've put in there like i think roguelikes can be an incredibly discouraging genre like roguelikes in many ways aren't really meant to be 
beaten. They're just sort of meant to be attempted. And I wanted so badly for this to be a game that people could beat and that they wanted to beat. And I think the story is the thing that drives you towards the conclusion of Hack, which is incredibly important. Maybe the most important thing. Well, and I do think, like, at least, and granted, I'm biased because you've done the thing that I love so much in stories, which mm. is to pull, an, a, like, all that weird meta narrative stuff. Like, that is my, ab- like, number one jam. So you've basically, like, catered directly to me. Um, so, but yeah, I I, um, I think what you've done is really interesting because I, I think if, like, at least when you say, like, oh, roguelike, I think of, like, I don't know, Risk of Rain or mm. Rogue Legacy, which are both amazing games, but yes. that I think there's something about you guys really focusing on having a narrative in your game that makes it really um, special and mm. different and very cool. So uh, thank you, because that means a lot, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That, that really means a lot. I mean, I, I roguelikes are just like, like, that's like my pickup and that's just, that's my usual pickup and play. Like, you know, the days where I do really get time to really play anything, it's usually mm-hmm. roguelikes. And, you know, most games you get, your entire story is in the intro, is like in the intro cutscene <laughs> when you start the game. Yep. Like, yeah. Enter the Gungeon, the entire story of that game is literally right before you press the start button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing else to it. Or yeah. playing like Rogue Legacy. There's no story to that game except for the very beginning. And, and you only see that once. Not every time you start the game, but the mm-hmm. first time you start the game. With this, there being a constant narrative, it's so different and it's just refreshing to see. It, it's good to it's good to have, a, I think, have a roguelike where it's like, I'm the reason I'm playing it is not like... I mean, obviously, like, I enjoy playing it. It's it, like the, the mechanics are fun. Like, everything around it is is good. But also, it's like, oh, well, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know the story. Versus just like, hey, I'm trying to, like, beat this next boss to unlock this next area. Like, Mm. I don't, but I'm I'm also very much like a story-driven person. So I appreciate that. I mean, same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we wanted to, we wanted to kind of use a light touch on that. Like, we didn't want to super, like, shove the story down people's Mm -hmm. throats if they weren't feeling it. Like we kind of wanted to, like in in one in one part of the game, we literally take you out of the dungeon to story at you, and it's like one of my favorite parts of the game oh, because it's like if you weren't paying attention before, here is another chance to pay attention. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so what are the, the questions that 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 this was leading to earlier? No, we, mm. We've completely derailed part of that conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, uh, yeah. this, but this goes back to the game being like relevant. And, you know, pulling people. Were there any, like... And because you can still update this game. Were there any, mm. like, Easter eggs or anything you put in here just to, for, for a very relevant touch to the game? Where you would, you know, mention something slightly relevant to current times or anything that you threw in here? Because, this, you know, I play, I've played through a lot of the game. I have definitely not finished this game. Uh... But like, is there anything somewhere in here where you're just like, let me throw this in here, see if somebody catches on to this and maybe tweets at us about it or anything like that? Uh, I I, I have a few. Remember. I have a few. But Kevin ideas. wrote some. There were some item descriptions that might have been. Yeah, culture-y. we tried to we tried to not do so many memes, but there are a few memes in there. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't think anyone's caught. A, I think at one point a character does say a meme. But yeah. I don't remember what meme it was. I just remember that that happens in dialogue somewhere. 
you put um you put a mom spaghetti meme into one of the oh uh, man item descriptions. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's I... it's very stealth. <laughs> I was I was very happy where I I think I ran into like an like a like a rice ball item yes. and I hovered over it and it was a jelly donut nice. and I was like I see <laughs> like, very yeah, good. must be must be four kids uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I I think oh sorry no go ahead um, I, I think um I think because halfway through um, development like the you know, at the end of 2016, the apocalypse happened, and we were all, <laughs> yeah. like, trying to figure out why we were making art and what we were doing and if we could ever make anything better again. Um, and we we did, like, I don't think we had, like, a meeting about it, but I think we both had just, like, a fire under our asses to, like, express ourselves, like. To like, I don't know. Yeah, to, we wanted to give some levity, I feel like, even if we were making a, kind of a horror game, there was yeah. a, a degree to which we wanted to make something that was discomforting, I think, mm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it could be like, you know, um, it, it could be like a haunted hayride that you, you, you could just kind of forget about whatever was happening and just, like, be scared or be interested. Or, it was just like a little brain vacation. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. we could... Like we're gonna we're gonna do our best to um, you know express ourselves, be positive, and not and, and above all, not do any harm. And we're we're just gonna try, and, if nothing else, to give people a nice little break. Like yeah. that, I think was really important to our like relationship with the audience. Do, do you think that um, at like informed your aesthetic choices for the game. Like I know you mentioned sort of your initial um, impetus to make it like a very retro looking game was kind mm. of like to play within those limitations. But for, like I don't know, maybe it's because I think of like for me when I first looked at the game, it it just brought me back to that like those like moments when I was like really young and like watching my brother play video games on like an NES or like uh-huh. a Mattel in television or something, you know, very retro like that. And it kind of had that comforting feeling already just aesthetically. Like mm-hmm. did that, did, I don't know. Was that just sort of coincidental or did that actually like, did, is that something you guys thought about? Um, in some ways it's a little coincidental because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was like, I need, like I said, with the art, like I, I it needed to be doable by like, one person and maybe like someone else helping them out. So sure. like I had to rely on a lot of old tricks that um, like programmers of yore would do right. to like make file sizes small. I had to do that to <laughs> reduce workload. Um, so like that, I there was no way I I couldn't do a retro look because I just mm-hmm. I, it was it was just me making the making making the art for a long time. And I eventually brought on my friend Brian Townsend to do. Uh, pretty trees because trees are hard as shit, man. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think the game does play with comfort and discomfort a lot in its theming. Um, like the uh, there's a there's a very subtle effect on the screen where uh, it sort of breathes, like the light uh, dims mm-hmm. and rises a little bit very gently, and I think that's kind of calming but the game itself is also very like it's it's very much torn between like oh i'm walking through the woods with my dog and then it's oh god three ogres and a manicure right right 
um, so again, bringing into to relevance and Kevin, I know this question is gonna scare the living shit out of you. So this is more for this is more for had, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, Bring it because we talked about you know the streaming and the reviews and YouTube and everything. Um, I know this this is this is a thing that's, that's huge to me because I'm such a huge you know follower of it and I've seen this what this you know thing can do for people. Um, has there ever been any like reach out for anything like? people to do this on like a gdq or like wh- what would that mean to you guys to see that game do to see your game you know on that kind of platform i mean that would be incredible yeah that would, like, that would be so huge um i like we we were like we worked very hard for the we, we're still working hard on but we worked extremely hard the first couple months hack was out to just get streamers to play it and once you're about two months old that gets harder because the game, the new game title wave is about to just engulf your yeah. like now ancient game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I would again. I would absolutely love to see Hack uh, as a games done quick game, but it does rely a lot on randomness, and I'm not sure. I mean, there's well, the reason I say that because a lot of games coming through now with GDQ are ro- roguelikes. Like one of the best games that they showed off this this last GDQ was Enter the Gungeon. And that game is all RNG-based. That's true. I, I also put in, um, when uh, when your character dies, you get uh, how much in-game time they spend in there. So you could potentially do, like... Um, so every action in the game you take takes up a little bit of in-game time. It's not, uh, it's not like, strictly turns. Mm-hmm. It's just who's ever, like... Whoever has the least amount of, like... Whoever's... Whenever you take a turn, like, you're pushed down the totem pole. Then you climb up the totem pole to do your turn. Um, and every little action costs uh, a couple seconds. So you could probably do a, an in-game timer speed run by, like, stripping off all your clothes to get a high move speed. And then uh, just trying to, like, craft rats into pants to move faster. And that's, that's, that's the GDQ way. That's like yeah. who's who's not watched the Dark Souls run where the guy just goes and no with no clothes like but that guy has <laughs> the best roll speed and like so many things of invincibility because you're moving that fast. Yeah, I think I think it could work. I think Rat Pants Strat could be the meta. <laughs> I'm just I just the problem is now you've said that and all I can imagine is like like just like a butt naked eagle guy just like <laughs> running through the forest. Like, Ooh, eagle would be it's great. Just a weird, like, <laughs> and like mental image. Very good. See, that's the best part of of making um, low resolution games is like it's kind of like reading where you get that image in your head, right? Of of what's actually happening here. <laughs> I, I also do want a side note because it did just remind me um, on that on that previously mentioned the little details uh, comment. I love the werewolf sprite because he looks so happy. <laughs> he has a little like he has the little like face, like yeah. the little like like colon three face a little yep. bit. Yep. And yep. it's like <laughs> I wanna pull up the Discord message you sent me when you started playing this the other day. <laughs> oh god. 
I opened it for the first time, and I think I think oh, the shit. I think the extent of the message I sent Kev was I can be a werewolf, and then in all caps, like bolded italicized, my cat's name is Socks. Yes, yeah, it's, it's in bold caps. I can be a werewolf? Question mark. My cat's name is Socks. I was so excited. <laughs> and then before that, uh, a screen cap of the of the enter the date section. <laughs> Oh yes! Oh, that was Kevin. That was all Kevin. And this I this ain't the day. Almost, it's like, just one of those video games. <laughs> those meta games. Yeah. Yes. No, I I was immediately enamored with it. But... We 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 hit you off with the Y two K joke right off the bat. <laughs> Hadley contributed about a hundred and fifty cat names to Hack. <laughs> That's um, true. Also, I kept a separate also, Google Doc for cat names. Yeah. Perfect. Also, all of the pig names and a bunch of the dog names. That is the. I think you've done such important. Because <laughs> every time I open that screen to like get a new character, I'm just immediately enamored with everything, and that's honestly. And, and I am granted a shallow person when it comes to picking things. So people would be like, "Oh, I sh- you should pick like what's tactically best," and I'm like, "But which animal has the best name?" That's yeah. pretty much how I play. <laughs> it got uh, it got so bad with the cat names that. Um... Like, I think my family started to think that I was going insane or something, because uh, at one point, I distinctly remember my parents buying me a book of cat names as, like, a present. Nice. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that one. It's so good. I no, did wait, pull a few now, from there. Now, do you have cats? No. Oh. I do. Kevin, I, you, I, have... I need to know your cat's names. Are they, are they, I need to know how great your cat's names are. Um, so... They're they're both girl cats and they both have boy names. Perfect. Um, uh, Innie is uh, uh, short for Inigo. She's a she's a Maine Coon. Um, she is very dumb uh, and very scared, but she's a good cat. Uh, Houdini is uh, a, an all black Bombay, um, and she one of my one of my old work friends. Uh, his uh, grandpa was going to a home and he couldn't he couldn't keep the cat and I saw this video of this goofy ass you know black cat just like playing with nothing <laughs> and I was like yes definitely that one and so uh, I adopted Houdini and Houdini is like uh, she's kind of the financial manager slash like overseer of Super Tri Studios <laughs> she, does, she does demand on being in the room yes every time we're doing any sort of work Mm. Yep. Or when I'm when I'm hosting uh, pretend friends and I'm on, uh, I'll usually be in like uh, the same house as Kevin, but like across uh, across a hallway. And Houdini mm-hmm. will come in and sit on her cat like cat tower and just watch me as I'm <laughs> trying to host a podcast, and it's very disconcerting sometimes. <laughs> she needs to make sure that you're doing the good job. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's just a Vanta black mass with two giant green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna ask a super frivolous question. Sure. Do you, if you remember, do you have like a favorite cat name that you wrote into the game? Oh, I did too. Um, well, there's a okay. So there is a Dragon Age reference in the cat names, which is that you can get a cat named Pounce a lot. Nice. Um, <laughs> very good. <laughs> very very good. Uh, but I think did I have a favorite cat name? Um, I think I put. Or I, maybe I didn't put it, but I think someone put pepperoni in there. <laughs> and I think that was my favorite. Oh, that's a good that's name. Such a good cat name. For for me, it's all about, like, the combo 
like if I get like um if I get like a a, a ruffian and the cat's name is Battleaxe, like that's awesome. Yeah, like that's total ser- that's total serendipity. But I always I always get happy when I see like my cat's names or my friends' cats' names come up, mm-hmm. and like there's some. Did you, did you do that a lot? Did you like try to incorporate your friends' pets' names into the into the oh, writing? All of them. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Are, and, uh, so is, is Paul's cat in there? I have to. Yes, uh, Leica is in there. Um, and I think uh, I think his two new cats are in there too, but I forget their names. I think God Pickles damn. is one of them. Uh, I I they're all, uh, I'm trying to think of. I, I don't really have a favorite cat name. I just really like that there is such a wide breadth of cats <laughs> represented. Um, and there is a separate sprite for black cats in the game, and they oh. sort of have a little radioactive glow around them due to like uh, art limitations. Sure. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's great. Um. So this is coming to another technical question that I have for you. Um, and not really, like, technical, like, like making the game, but would you want... Well, it's not a would you. Is mm. like, I guess it is a would you question. Would you ever want to see this, you know, move beyond PC and go to a console? You know, and if, if so, like, where would you want to see this go? This is, a, lot, this is a, a, very... a lot of games that, that start on PC and move to console get that second breath of life coming to a console. Kevin, Th- Kevin, is... put hack on Switch. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, yeah, put hack on I... Switch. Kevin, Kevin, so... hey, Kevin. Hey, <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. Switch so, game. so yeah, hack would hack would be super fun on Switch. I love the Switch. Like, I'm not I'm not just saying that. And like, I, I don't like. I feel like when I say I love the Switch. Uh, to profess the pre- preface, what pre- preface? That have preface. Thank you. <laughs> when I say I love the Switch, to preface why hack isn't going to be on Switch, I, I feel like everyone's like, "Here we go." Okay. Um, <laughs> but the real problem is uh, between paying for student kit. loans <laughs> and a dev kit and a Switch. I don't. I, I don't have enough to actually buy the Switch mm-hmm. on its own. Um, Hack is uh, making video games is my full time gig. Hack is the first thing I have ever made that has gotten me anything that resembles uh, like a consistent paycheck in five years. Um, and so in that in that regard, hack is a big success. But uh, unfortunately, it's not an, a, a big enough success for me to like move out or um, yeah do a lot of do a lot of stuff that like I would would like to do. But like if hack could just get a little more momentum on um on like the pc uh like enough that i could have you know like 700 bucks for the um development kit that i need to port it uh however much nintendo wants for like certification or whatever like i would absolutely do it and it would fucking rule and i would be the king of everything but I just don't so you, like. You gotta have something to get Kickstarter. Something. Kickstarter too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you heard it here, folks. Everyone, go out and buy Hack right now if you don't own it yet. Yeah. Because I want this game on Switch so bad. <laughs> I want it like. Man. Not only do I want it personally on Switch, I want like you, like I want you to be able to put this thing like, on Switch. I need you to understand. It's a good game. I need you to understand. If you go on the Switch and open the eShop and look at the indies. <laughs> it's a billion games that are indies. Like, there's more indies I in know. this thing than there are actual AAA titles. But it's still, it's still like, uh, uh, it's still, it's like how Steam used to be, 
where right. like you can still have your day in the sun when your game comes out on the Switch. Yeah. And like, but the, thing, but the thing is, like, Nintendo is very big on pushing out the indies that they have. Mm-hmm. Like Nintendo, like I think there's another stream thing coming up soon. It's not like a full on direct, but I think there's another stream coming up where they're gonna just talk about new indies coming out on the Switch. It could it could have been me. <laughs> um, yeah, that like I love that they do that. Like I I remember I remember a much um, more defensive, closed off Nintendo that. Sure was not super interested in helping out indies. And I'm glad that, you know, they're uh, finding ways to, like, kind of stick to their guns of, like, you know, we want good content on our consoles, but also, like, open the door a little wider for, like... Mm -hmm. The fact that there's a potential for me to be on, like, uh, a Nintendo console, that's an incredible... That's, like, a... That's a bright spot in this this dark timeline. Right. (laughs) And, um... I completely understand that. Piggybacking off of that... uh, what what is next for you guys like what what's next is is there going to be like just like a just like a eventual big hack update is there going to be like hack two electric boogaloo or anything else <laughs> um well we re- like hell and i talked about doing like one more really big hack update maybe for like the the anniversary that's coming up in november mm-hmm. um it would be like a, I, like a bonus chapter kind of yeah yeah it would just sort of I, I think it'd be nice to just kind of check in with like the characters in the game and be like, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> um, Cause like, I don't know. We got, we, we got like really close to some of those characters and like, I would love to revisit them again. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe like put in some very slight commentary on, <laughs> on like what hack has become like that'd be cool mm-hmm. but um yeah i you know i wanted I, I wanted to make a game that people could finish and that i could finish like i uh you know i i i think hack needs like one one more big update uh and then i can kind of say that game is done unless like you know the g key starts crashing the game for some reason <laughs> sure <laughs> sure um I'd, I'd like to be able to walk away with walk away from it so I could be able to point to it and be like, I did that and it's done. Yeah. Uh, Fadley, do you feel like similar? Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as like what's next for hack, I would love to write um, the, the equivalent of like an epilogue um, hmm. for hack. I would love to revisit some of those characters and places and just kind of get, get a little closure on it. Cause we did have to kind of wrap the game fast as all. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Um, sure. So, I'd like to kind of revisit, but other than that, I don't think Hack 2 is going to be in the works. That's cool, though. I, 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 I appreciate the, the idea of wanting to just kind of finish something and have it be a thing that can stand by itself. So mm-hmm. that's really cool that you guys are very determined on that uh, stance. Hmm. I'm. I mean, I'm open to spiritual successors for sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that doesn't yeah, be a sequel, I, but just like you know, like is is there anything just like in the back of your brain that's saying, "What else can we do with this?" I mean, I, I, I didn't. I've never. I had never made an RPG before I made Hack, and I kind of made Hack to figure out how RPGs were made. Um, okay. So I'm. I'm definitely going to be taking a lot of what I learned in like terms of like rpg design and systems balancing forward with me but also like if you see an eagle werewolf in a video game like 
in the future. Like, I think, I think I'd rather kind of carry on Hack's legacy by just kind of putting some subtle references in future games. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, pull, pull that whole Yacht Club Games thing where your character is in every goddamn thing now. Yeah, yeah. Put, um, <laughs> put, put Socks the Cat in Smash. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll support Socks. that. I'll yes. support that all the Socks day. assist trophy. <laughs> there is, um, crap. Uh, I'm trying to think of the tutorial character never changes. It's Leros and oh. Stu. Stu is the name of the cat yes. in the tutorial. So the only Stu, probably Stu the cat. Yes, the only yeah. <laughs> Which most people probably just skipped over because it's like it's a roguelike. What are tutorials good for? Yeah, I played this tutorial. I so played so like, yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like my friends made this. Entire... Let me play this whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I Thank wrote like you. an entire tutorial that we ended up like throwing in the garbage and writing like I, the most simple thing imaginable. I am so sorry, but I I like made a I like made the tutorial script in like a fugue state because I think it was like <laughs> a month before the game had to like go out onto Steam and like we were beta testing it internally and I'm like people don't know mm-hmm. how to play the game and so I just wrote this absolute mess that was kind of concise. And then I threw it at Hadley and was like, Hadley, please make this good. (laughs) Those were like the exact words that you like. (laughs) It's literally that. It just, yeah, I, I, I think, I think like that tutorial is very concise and uh, as, as good as we needed it to be, because in the Mm -hmm. end, you're just going to kind of learn everything by dying a whole bunch. And I wanted to, I wanted to end the tutorial with that sort of encouraging line of like, just get out there and die a few times. Like it's a, you know, it's, it's how the game is kind of meant to be played. And like, we'll teach you how to click on stuff and like, we'll teach you like how to equip things. Cause not everything is like super intuitive, but like the, the, mo- the majority of the things you'll learn in the game, you'll be like, Oh, manticores have poison. Right. <laughs> uh, not to like hijack. That, like, I don't want to be like, oh, let's talk about this tutorial for 45 minutes or anything, but like... No, it's fine. No. I did see... I'm not going to remember which YouTuber, and if I if I do, I'll, I'll try to point it out, but there was someone on YouTube playing Hack, and he went in like, I don't need to care about the tutorial, but I'll play it just to give my viewers, like, I'll show them what it is. And he hmm. was basically blah, blah, blah his way through the tutorial, and then immediately died in level one. <laughs> and it was just so serendipitous it was wonderful mm. chef kiss <laughs> a little bit of karma there a little bit i remember there was a glitch only in the tutorial where you could equip ninja stars to your feet and that <laughs> and that glitch took me forever to figure out <laughs> oh that's very good though is the yeah. thing there were some really good glitches on the way to the fake glitches there were some incredibly good real ones yeah there was um there was a glitch where you could equip your pets with like full armor and weapons (laughs) which um i i immediately tried to fix and then it kept coming back so i so i fixed it once and for all i think and then um i relented a little bit and allowed you to put helmets on your pets because that's adorable so you can give your you can give your cat a little night helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you also used to be uh, able to wander into the void. 
Oh, yeah, and people didn't like that, but I loved that. I'm like, just go wander in the void, man, whatever. <laughs> Be free. <laughs> yeah, but but they're like, um, this is, this, I got, I wandered into the void and I got lost, and I'm like, you shouldn't wander into the void, but okay, I'll protect you from yourself. I thought this was a roguelike, but okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Emily, if you don't have any more questions, uh... I, I don't think. Actually, no, no. I'm sorry. I do have one more question, well, it's no and it's I. I just want to know why hot dog water. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's bees. Right. Uh, that's actually that uh, that's data cats. Is, that's data cats. Data cats. Oh, it was data cats. Um, okay, I knew it was an early, yeah. early beta test, or like an alpha tester. Okay, um, one of the core group fr- of people who we gave the yeah. baby game to back when yeah. it was like nothing. And th- and they were like I uh, they they uh, they donated at a level where they're like I want uh, a, a monster named Hot Dog Water in the game and I'm like okay <laughs> good and, and your money, uh, I made I, I made this purple lizard man with fire breath who guards the end of the desert level um, and he's got he's got a boomerang and a meat cleaver and he's just like an absolute monster he is like <laughs> one of the hardest enemies in the game. Yeah, like I, I was like, I was like, because it, it's, it was very early on, so I'm just like, oh, it's just another lizard guy, and then he like almost one shotted me, and I'm yeah. like, okay, it's not just another lizard guy. Yeah, hot dog water is a monster. And he, this and, is the toned down version. Yes, this is the. To- he used to be able. So, boomerangs changed where they're more accurate from farther away. Um, in in great part because hot dog water used to charge up to you. Uh, stun you and then power attack you so hard that like seventy five percent of your health would be gone Jesus. A- after like two moves. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hot dog water is a monster. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did while we were recording. Someone did reply to because I did, of course, tweet about hot dog water because I was just so baffled by it. <laughs> and someone just replied to me, "Hot dog water ain't nothing to fuck with." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, it's right." <laughs> like, <laughs> I I'm looking desperately to see who who said that tweet. Uh, who replied to that? Oh, it's Paul. Of course it's Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Paul died to hot dog water. Shout out to Maddie Paul Ritchie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God damn it. But yeah, that was the last question. That was the only question I had. <laughs> I just, because it was, I was like literally the first playthrough and I saw it and I was just like, oh, I love this, but why? <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to Datacats. Um, uh, they've been... Uh, contributor to all of my Kickstarters. They're like the nicest person in the entire world. They make amazing chiptune music. And uh, they made um, a, 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 a fucking villain. <laughs> a true villain. <laughs> the real antagonist of Hack yeah. is Hot Dog Water. <laughs> yes. Um, so. If that's all the questions, uh, yeah, I think so. before we wrap up here, is there anything that you guys would like to plug, uh, or you know, just plug yourselves? So just you know, let our listeners. Um, uh, is there anything you want to yeah. tell our listeners, you know, about <laughs> what you're doing about hack, and just be like, you know, hey, this is it, go get it, or you know, anything like that. Well, Hack is on sale right now, which is a bummer for your listeners, because I'm pretty sure the sale ends, like, on Monday. This will go, go up, like, next Friday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, right, it'll go on sale again, but buy it full price, because we, we're starving. <laughs> um, 
Hallie, do you do a podcast that I'm on? Yeah, I think so. I think I've heard of this concept. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i currently hosting uh, Pretend Friends, um, which Kevin hosted in the past. If you're, if you're currently hearing this and you're like, wait a minute, what? Uh, I'm currently hosting Pretend Friends uh, with Kevin and with the Continue Boys, uh, where we are playing Fantasy Hour, which is a tabletop game that I made, which is a fan fiction of Space Kings which is a tabletop game that Kevin made. And if you still understand anything I just said, congratulations. I would, yeah, I would space. just love like a very spitfire explanation of what Space I know what Space Kings is, but I would love a very spitfire. Like, just tell our listeners what Space Kings is, because this is the coolest fucking game, and I want this to be real. Um, space Kings is a, uh, it's a, it's a tabletop role-playing game that uses cards instead of dice. Um, and... That's because uh, cards. Uh, I, I I roll terribly all the time, and um, I was sick of like just rolling ones all the time at D and D. So I was like, I'm gonna make my own game. It's gonna have cards in it, and uh, so that's Space Kings. It uses um, cards uh, uh, to uh, simulate randomness, and it also kind of mimics uh, a um, like a story arc because if you're doing very badly. Uh, to start out with that just means this is rising action and you're about to hit the climax where you rock and if you're doing very well that's hubris and you're about to find out you're part of a tragedy because all your successes have gone away right and these are this is a standard 52 deck of playing cards yeah i just want to point that out we didn't make custom cards it's like just yeah poker cards yeah plus two jokers um and we we made it um because we have this D D group that meets every week and it's um it's it's a group of friends and it's just a bunch of people who used to do improv uh or theater or whatever and we wanted to see each other every week and and drink and not do too much math and invite too many people so it's a very simple system um where social interactions and combat are weighted about the same in terms of mechanics and it's uh it's it's a much less um uh, math intensive experience than D and D. I over the past like five years, we've really just sort of polished it into this thing where it's like a it's like an improv game with uh, some light RPG rules. I think that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, sounds it's, very it's, cool. This is some very good podcast as well. Like, if you yeah. guys haven't checked out for ten friends, please do. It's it's a delight to listen to this show. Huh. Not just because it's people that I know that are in it, but also it's just, it's just very good. Huh, thanks, thanks, man. Oh, and um, we we will be releasing um, Space Kings and Fantasy Hour. Space Kings is still set to come out this year. Um, Fantasy Hour. Uh, Hadley knows more about Probably that one. Probably next year, because it's yeah. a lot. There's, Fantasy Hour is going to be uh, a bit more of a full game guide, just because I have this whole fantasy world that I created, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, I might as well write it down. Yeah. yeah. Our, our DMing styles are very different. Hadley, like, does their homework and plans and <laughs> makes characters and thinks everything out long in advance. And I am very much like out there uh, improving with like about two sentences of a plan in my in my head and trying to like get <laughs> trying to get my players to solve my problems for me. Uh, and so I'm kind of like writing uh, 
the Space Kings book a little bit like a guide to improv where mm. you can kind of lean on your players and um, not super prepare so much if you like this kind of DMing. Like, it's sort of like my my little weird manifesto. Very cool. And um, yeah. where can people find you guys on the internet? Where can, where can we find you guys? Um, you can find... All of our video games, um, we've made we've made other video games. Hadley and I collaborated on uh, a game for Pro uh, Resist Jam. Yeah, uh, which is made a now political the least game. relevant game ever made. I know, I know. It has like a seven hundred years have passed since we made that game in twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just yeah, but it's there and it's great. I still love it. Um, you can find all of our stuff uh, at supertrystudios.com. And uh, when Space Kings come out, you can also find it at supertrystudios.com, uh, or you can also find it at spacekings.space. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's uh, incredible. Kevin, tell them, tell them your Twitter handle. I'm, I'm at real Kevin Cole. Um, I do tweets, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hadley, uh, tell you, them You tell can them find uh, all my work at the same, uh, the same general locations. Uh, you can find pretend friends by literally searching pretend friends on youtube i don't know how else to find it or or you can go to the uh you can go to the pretend friends twitter uh which is, uh, which is pretend under friends. it's pretend underscore friends oh there you go we couldn't we wow, couldn't grab that was pretend take, friends. all right whatever yeah uh, you can yeah. find me on twitter at had st Clair. that's h-a-d-s-t-c-l-a-i-r with no e at the end paul uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so much uh, ragged old Paul, Jesus. That's a very light dunk. He solved that problem extremely quickly. Uh, Rested. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I I wrote some of the things for Super Try, and hopefully more of them in the future. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for for coming on and talking to us about your your game and every and everything. It was this was a blast. So yeah, thank you so much fun. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, uh, Emily. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Corrupted Gem. I do a comic called Steamed Veggies, which you can find at steamedveggies.artfulhypothesis.com. And uh, this is coming out next Friday. Uh-huh. So by the time you're hearing this, uh, we will have just put out our fifth episode of Guilty Treasures, which is a podcast I do with my friend Anne, where we have guests on to talk about their secret passions. And the one that has just come out our guest is uh, Adel Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hey Riddle Riddle, and he's also an improviser. Um, and he came and uh, basically talked about uh, idea generation and the creative process. And it's it's a really cool conversation. And if you are an artist of any sort, uh, if you make things, I, I think you should give it a listen because it was, it was very useful for me, like in the conversation. And I think it'll be very useful for anyone who's like pursuing that kind of stuff. So, and Hey Kev, where can people find you on the internet? Oh boy. You could find me. This is going to be a mouthful right here. You can find me on Twitter at Kev Bobbitt, uh, where I tweet about a whole bunch of real dumb shit that involves video games most of the time. Uh, you can also find me, uh, here, here's the plug for all my bullshit that I do. You can find me on uh, my podcast, Show the Trashcast, where we talk about video games. Uh, not video games. Boy, that's this show. We talk about anime. <laughs> we talk about anime uh, each week. Uh, I have two episodes actually coming out. So we, we've been backlogging because we're taking a break right now. Uh, one of my co-hosts is actually going to take a certification test for his IT stuff. 
Um, so we're back nice. on some episodes right now. But our next episodes are going to be on Outlaw Star and Semi Pizza Cats because we wanted to take some time and do some retro shows that people just don't talk about anymore. Um, and then I have my other show that I do with my buddy Vincent and our buddy Bryant called Need Salt Need Salt Cast, where we talk about the food industry and a bunch of weird shit. There's another episode coming soon about that where we talked about uh, ice cream and the fact that there is a legitimate mayonnaise-flavored ice cream, and it is the most disgusting-sounding thing I've ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> I hate that phrase. I, that's uh. the most cursed thing I've ever heard. So there's we another. Have to, we there's, have to burn this podcast recording. There's another episode. There's another episode, and they're talking about how there is you can find slices of ketchup. Yes, no. slices of ketchup. Like you can find slices of cheese. I hate uh, no. Yeah. So that's a that's a good it's a good time over on that podcast. Uh, I have to know. And yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Uh, that's what I'm about. Uh, awesome. Big thank you to our boy Too Mellow for the amazing original intro and outro music that you hear each and every episode. You can find him over at Mellow Makes on Twitter and at 2mellowmakes.bandcamp.com where you can find all of his music and his new album he just released called Return of the Soul. It's real great. You guys should definitely give him a listen, give him a shout out on Twitter for doing the great work he's done for us. We still don't have an outro. We still don't fun. have an outro. That's great. We've been, this is what, well, the fourth, fifth episode? <laughs> <still> yep. <laughs> Keep, well, until next time. How about we just see you next time? Bye, guys. Bye.